let me introduce you to inspiring entrepreneurs. Hi there, my name is Ben Gothard. My mission is to interview incredible entrepreneurs who are changing the world and present their stories to you, unscripted and unedited. From billionaires to Forbes 30 under 30 recipients to New York Times bestselling authors and much, much more, these people are living proof that nothing is impossible. Join me on this journey to learn from their experiences and become the person you're meant to be. Welcome to the Project Egg Show every morning at 8 a.m. Central. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Project Egg Show. I'm your host, Ben Gothard, and today we have the honor of speaking with Dan Metters, a genius in the Amazon space who has not only been crushing it himself, but has also turned to the education side where he has taught people, his students, how to also make a ton of money selling on Amazon. And I believe I read a statistic that your students have collectively sold, what was it, half a billion dollars? Yeah, we've recently surveyed our students and, you know, we have, uh, we've, we've had 3,500 students over the course of the years. And, and we had 421 responses to that survey and the, the total of those sales was over half a billion dollars. So I'm sure between all of the group, we've, we've well broken that billion dollar mark, but uh, it's, still, it's still just pretty, uh, pretty amazing to hear that much, having that much effect in general. That's incredible. The, I mean, the amount of wealth that you have created in the world is, is just insane. So I, I want to start it off by asking you first and foremost, what is your story? Sure, man. No, it's a, it's kind of a wild start. We, uh, it, we started back in 2011 and it, it all started one day. We, we all, me and Eric worked at the same company and our CFO uh, came in one day and he, he turned in his resignation and we were like, Whoa, man, like what's going on? Cause this guy, you know, he had a six figure plus salary in, uh, you know, uh, nowheresville, Kentucky, uh, you know, there's, we, we have a population of 7,000 people. Like it's not, this is not a place where uh, six figure jobs just grow on trees. And when I started talking to him, he was like, yeah, man, he's like, uh, you know, I sell on Amazon part-time and, and I just make more money doing it part-time than I do coming into work. Um, and I was, it, that, that was at the time, that was just mind blowing that, that it had that kind of capability. And I was like, so how do you do it? And he, he told me about retail arbitrage. Like that's a, that's one of the models for Amazon. And he kind of took us out to a store and he, he showed me this one toy and it was $3 on the shelf. And uh, I looked, I, I used the little Amazon scanner thing and it was selling for 16 bucks. And I was like, Whoa, man, that's so crazy. Cause I'm sitting here looking at 10, you know, 10 of these things. And it's like, why in the world would anybody ever pay $16? Like when they could just go to Walmart and get it for three. And he was like, because they're not at every Walmart, man. It's just, you know, if you want that one toy for your kid and it, you come in and it's sold out, like, where do you go to get it? If you really want to get it for them, it's like, you have to just pay whatever it costs. Right. And I was like, hmm. so that made sense. So we ended up, me and Eric ended up buying those, um, uh, 
Disney cars, taking them home. We created our first little Amazon shipment. And literally the first day that it hit the warehouse, every single one of them sold. And for us, that was like, you know, that was the proof of concept. It was like, wow, I don't know why it works. I don't really get it, but it works. It clearly works. Um, so we didn't have a lot of money at the time. Like Eric had some, you know, he had pretty poor credit. He was, he was, he was kind of careless in college. And, uh, you know, I didn't really have any credit at all. Like I, you know, I, I just had never had a credit card and never had loans or anything like that. So we started out with a little $600 credit card because it was all we could get, we, all we could get approved for. And we would just go to Walmart and max it, max out our credit card, take it and ship it into Amazon. And within six months, uh, we, uh, just doing that, just with the same $600 credit card, maxing it out, you know, uh, paying it off. We got to the point in December that we were doing, we did $50,000 in sales in December. And at that point it was like, wow, I mean, this, you know, this is just nights and weekends, man. And we're, you know, we actually have money to, to go spend now. Like we should probably give this a go. Like, so, so ultimately that's what we did. You know, we, we, we tried to give the Amazon, uh, Amazon thing a go. And, and, you know, it was, it was a little more hiccupy than we, than we thought. And it was because we didn't realize the, the you know, we were in December and that's $50,000 in sales in December is not, you know, you're not going to get that same kind of uh, sales volume at other times of the year. So, you know, we, we did make a mistake. We were a little bit earlier. We left, you know, and did it a little bit earlier than we probably should have. But, um, you know, that, that year we were just super bootstrapped. I mean, we were out there shopping every day. Uh, we'd shop five days a week and can come home and ship products because, you know, the closest target to me is an hour and a half away. So, like, we were constantly having to drive to other cities to shop and, and, and stuff like that. So, you know, it, but it was really, really taxing. Like we made great money. Um, and, it, but at the end of the, uh, that first year we did about a million dollars in sales. Um, but it was, you know, that was 60 and 70 hour weeks just out there. And we did that for a few years and ultimately, but the, the problem that, that we kind of came to was that we realized that, you know, we, what we had done is we created some really high paying jobs, like past that, like every time we stopped working, every time we stopped going to stores, our sales would drop. We didn't have, and, you know, it wasn't a real business. Uh, so that's, that's, you know, how we started that transition to wholesale is, is I wanted to be home with my kids. Eric wanted to be home with his kids more. And we wanted to have a business that didn't just stop every time we, we stopped working and eventually tra- uh, started that transition to wholesale in 2015. And what happened after that? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, whenever we, uh, got there and we made some, we made some goofy, uh, goofy mistakes along the way. It was kind of crazy. We uh, did, you know, we, we were trying to find businesses that would give us, uh, you know, income throughout the year that didn't mean that we had to be out in a store, right? Like just something that would work for us. So we tried to start a little toy store and ultimately it failed, but, but you know, we have 7,000 people. There's not enough foot traffic to sustain it. And uh, we, we, we sold that little toy store and then we started a website uh, for My Little Pony Collectibles. And it was, it was really because my daughters and Eric's daughters were into My Little Pony. And then we watched this documentary about how grownups were into My Little Pony too. And we were like, whoa, that's crazy. We could just sell My Little Pony stuff. And, uh, you know, it wasn't the space we wanted to be in really. And we ended up selling that website. Um, and, and, you know, just nothing seemed like it stuck for us. And we were always out working, working, working. And then we started with wholesale. And, you know, we started that same traditional route that most people do. Like if you, you know, you look up information, most people tell you, you know, just Google wholesalers, find distributors and, and that kind of stuff. Well, that failed for us, like horribly failed. Um, 
you know, they, we, we would spend hours and hours and hours contacting all these people. They would send us these enormous catalogs. You're sitting there looking for anything to find a sale. And it, it, you know, it was just, you know, you would find three items, spend seven hours and find three items that you could make money with. And it's like, what in the world's going on? Um, and then we went to a show and, and we're introverted and the show didn't go very well. And we just lost a bunch of money there. And then kind of like dejectedly, we landed back in our office and it was, you know, I'm sitting here looking at this product on Amazon. I was like, gosh, you know, that's what I want. And I don't want to go through these giant catalogs. I just want to carry that product right there. It's like, you know, how do I do that? So we decided we would call the manufacturer and just ask them who carried that product. And they were like, yeah, we could just sell that to you, man. Like we can just set up an account and you could just work with us. It's like, oh, wow. Like literally everything we had read, literally every single thing we had read, um, you know, that was, nobody had mentioned that it was that easy, right? And um, so ultimately we set up an account and that was our first real wholesale product. And then, you know, that model kind of evolved. And, um, and our second call didn't go quite as well. Like the guy, you know, we talked to him and um, he was like, yeah, I don't see any reason I would want to work with you guys. Like, you know, I, I, I have four great sellers on my listing right now. They, they're doing a good job. I don't see why, you know, I don't see why I need to take sales from them. And it was kind of one of those things, right? It's, I didn't have a giant war chest of money even at this point to, to be able to like, be like, all right, I will, you know, if you're willing to work with me, I'm willing to place a 50. I, I didn't have the money to do that. So I, I talked to, uh, you know, I was just really candid and I was like, Hey man, I can see a bunch of growth opportunity on your product. Like, you know, I know you got some great sellers and I'm sure that they do a great job. But, but the fact of the matter is you still have a lot of potential that they're not tapping into. Like, look at your listing. Just go with me right now and, and look at it. And he was on the phone with me. And, you know, for whatever reason he did, he, you know, he, he did invest it because, you know, he cared about his brand. And we're sitting there going through it. And it's like, you know, if, if you optimize here, if you, you know, you include better search terms into your title, like you're going to get more traffic, your product's going to do better. Uh, if you Im- improve some of your pictures, like it's going to increase your conversion. And your sales ranks and, and things like that will start going up. You'll, you'll, you know, you'll get more organic traffic from, from the conversion. Um, if you put a better review strategy in place, like you'll get more reviews, you'll get better reviews. And it was just like, and, you know, I'm sitting here telling them all these things. And I was like, for what it's worth, man, I don't, you know, I don't care if you work with me or not. I think you have a really, really cool product and I would love to help you out. And, you know, but I was like, you know, for, for what it's worth, here's the difference in me and the companies that, that you're talking about where they were currently representing You're just a number to them. You're like, you're number one, you're, you're number hundred to, to one of these bigger companies. Or, but to me, you're the most important person I can be working with. Like this, I'm the owner of the company. This is my cell phone. You can literally call me if anything ever breaks and I'll take care of it because you're my number one guy, man. And it's like, that's why, you know, if, if that's any appeal to work with me, that, that's it. And if not, you should take these things and, and talk to your sellers. And the guy was like, no, seriously, man, I've never seen anybody just be that giving with information. And that's where our model really got kicked off. And, you know, to, to this day, uh, that's how we acquire uh, vendors is, you know, we don't we don't try to just go out there and place large orders and, and try to you know, push for crazy discounts and stuff like that. We try to develop real relationships where we add value and grow together. And it's, it's just been a, a super successful model for us. When did you make the transition into teaching and and uh, helping other people start their own Amazon journey? For sure. No, it's a, it's a kind of a great story because, you know, around the same time, um, we, you know, me and Eric, we, that was our first employees. We also hired our first employees around that uh, late 2015 date. And um, 
whenever we hired that for those first employees, it was, we poured all of our energy into them. We, you know, we made sure to, to teach and, and just show them everything we could. And what that did is it gave us a lot more free time and uh, it gave us a lot more time to, to work on our business too. Like that's another thing is, you know, as, as entrepreneurs, um, you know, the vast majority of people that are entrepreneurs are hard workers and that's how they get there. Right. And, it, but, but oftentimes we, we find ourselves working in the business rather than working on it. And, and that's, that was the kind of the same trap we'd gotten ourselves into. But whenever we had, you know, our, our first little, or, you know, our first employees, we were able to, to kind of transition. And in that year, we saw our business grow from 1.2 million to 3.6 million. But what also happened there was one of our buddies who was into digital marketing. I literally never had any interest in digital marketing at all or anything like that. And he came by and he was like, hey, man, he's like, this is super cool operation. Like, like I was just explaining how it worked. And he was like, you should make a course for this. Like, I guarantee people would want to know how to do it. And we didn't actually believe that that was, you know, we didn't believe people would, you know, care. Um, but, but he was really convincing and uh, it was like, all right, then we'll try it, man. Like, we'll make a course. And we didn't, we didn't even expect to, 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 to sell it. Like, really, you know what I mean? It was, I remember our first launch, we were all like sitting and, and at Eric's house and it was like, yeah, hell, if somebody buys one, we're going to crack this bottle of champagne. If we sell five, we're going to crack a bottle of Cristal and just have fun. Because that's, you know, it's just proof of concept at that point. And it, uh, I think we sold like 145 courses on that first launch. And it was, it was mind boggling because, um, you know, not only now did we have feedback from our, our own business, we were starting to get feedback from all these, all these awesome people that, that had, you know, taken that chance on us. And we were able to, to quickly evolve content and, and do things like that. And we had a really, really first, uh, our, our first batch of students was incredibly successful. And it was just because, you know, we were, you know, I think a lot of course makers, and I don't think it usually starts out this way, is they get away from the core business, right? And they, they focus on, on the course side. And that just wasn't, you know, that's not us. Like we're, you know, this is our everyday business. We're involved and that's, it helped us to, to grow with them. Um, but yeah, it was that it was that little turn of events, just having somebody come in and see something that we didn't see, um, that, that that led to us getting into that space for sure. It seems like almost all of the the incredible things that you've been able to accomplish have been very relationship driven. Like when when you when you were still working, um, and your friend quit his six figure job it was the relationship with him that was like, Hey, what are you doing? You know, that, that kind of sparked the interest. And then the relationship with that key manufacturer kind of helped you define like where you wanted to be in, in this whole e-commerce space. And then, you know, the, the relationship with that gentleman, the digital marketer came in and said, you should create a course. Do do you, do you feel like relationships have really been one of the most important things? Like, how do you feel about that? I don't think it's even close. I think that, you know, the, uh, we're all limited in, in, in our beliefs and, and what we're able to accomplish. Like you can be the hardest worker in the world, but if you're not willing to uh, work with other people, there's only so much you can get done. Right. And, and it's just that same concept. And, and it's, I, I love to surround myself with, with smarter people. And it's not just to, you know, it's not just to steal their ideas or, or, or what have you. It's, it's, I love, I love the I love the challenge that they present, right? They they always push you into new ideas and new things and new challenges. 
and likewise, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's what I like to do with, with them. Uh, so yeah, it's a hundred percent. I mean, it, you know, it, everything about our business has been relationship based, even to that first launch, like, you know, it's kind of a crazy story with, with the first time we launched our course. We, at the time, we didn't have a payment processor. We didn't have a list. We didn't have a, um, we didn't have a client base. Nobody had ever heard of us. And um, so, I, you know, the story about how, how we were able to launch and, and be pretty successful that first time is, you know, there's a really, a really popular guy in the space that thinks Chris Green, he's an amazing dude. And uh, he wrote the book called Retail Arbitrage. And I reached out to Chris and I was like, hey man, um, I know you have no idea who I am and I, you know, but I just want to tell you that number one, you've influenced me way more than you can imagine. Like, and I told him how we got started. And one of the first books that we bought, you know, after we had, we saw that proof of concept, we wanted to learn more. And the first book we bought was his book called Retail Arbitrage. And, uh, I, you know, when I sent him the message, I also sent him a screenshot of that, you know, of, of where we had bought that book on Amazon in 2011. And it's like right before we decided to make the jump at full time. And that's kind of what gave us the confidence to do it is seeing that somebody else could do it full time. Um, so whenever, you know, I, I was like, you know, here's what our business is and how it's evolved. Um, I would love to share that with other people. Um, and, and, you know, I don't have the audience to do it, but I would, uh, if, if possible, I'd love to work with you on it. Would you be interested in checking it out? If you think it's great, share it, or, or we could come up with something. And if not, you know, just that, that's, that's cool. I'm, I'm not, I won't be upset at all. And he checked it out and, and, and really liked what he saw. And that's how we got started. And, and you know, it, we didn't have a payment processor. We didn't have a, a, an email client or anything like that. But when we sold our first course and we, we did a six figure launch, um, so it was, it was, it's been pretty cool. And it's, you know, like you said, it all boils back down to relationships and being able to, you know, to talk to people and, uh, and, and just provide value, but value both ways. I think. How do you, like, it, it seems like when you reached out to that gentleman who wrote retail arbitrage, it seems like that was a very organic relationship that it was just a great fit, right? Because sure because you know y'all had evolved in in that really cool way and you know he he provided value to you early with the book you of course provided value to him by buying the book and then and then you know you told him a story and then he wanted to participate and you know however that happened it happened how like how do you recognize or how do you go about entering into those relationships like what is your philosophy on going out there and building those relationships? How do you do it? No, it's for, for me, it's, it's, it's kind of, uh, I, we, we have a saying around the office and it's, you know, you don't know what you look like until you get your picture took, Right. And it's, we, we take action. And if I see something, see somebody doing something cool, like I just want to talk to them about it and I'm, I'm happy. And a lot of it's just being willing to be transparent. Right. And it's, you know, when I reach out to somebody, and start trying to talk to them about something I'm interested in. Like, I love giving, I love giving back too. So it's, you know, I'm happy to share my experiences and, and, and just talk at that deeper level. So it's, you know, I, I feel like people make this, make the whole networking thing a lot harder than it is. It's just like, all you have to do, in my opinion, is just be authentic and be transparent with who you are um, and, and just try to try to provide value. Like with Chris, it's like, you know, I wanted him to look at the course, but ultimately, you know, he was, you know, that was a JV launch. So he, it went significantly better than he expected too. Um, 
and, and you know, he was, he was, he's been our number one affiliate for, for a long time now. And it's just because, you know, he was, he was our first affiliate too, but it's, you know, it's, it's just about value for me. I, I feel like if you, if you reach out to people, um, uh, you know, with the intention to, uh, you know, I just want to help people. I think things work out. I love what you said about, about being really transparent about who you are, because if you're not in a good place and if you're not totally honest and transparent about that place, then that can, you know, that could be one of the biggest, one of the biggest roadblocks in, in my opinion, because people know, like, like we all have, we all, I feel like we all have this like internal radar where we can kind of pick up if something just doesn't feel right. We may not even be able to articulate it fully, but, but we can pick it up. And, and I guess where, where my question really lies there, and I'm fascinated by, by this topic is how do you really know who you are in order to like, in order to be transparent about who you are, you have to know who you are. So how do you get there? How did you arrive at that place? No, it's for, for me, like it's a, that's a deep question, but it it really is. It's, it's, it's about motive, right? It's, I think if you, you know, and this is what we teach people in, in our course. It's like, if you're reaching out to, to a brand to, to just set up an account, that's your goal. It's like, I just want to set up an account. Like ultimately people like that tend to fail. And it's because it's, it, it's very self-motivated, right? But if you can, if you can reach out to somebody and, um, and, and just be, just be yourself, just be honest with, with who you are in your position. It's, you know, it's, it's not about trying to prove who you are. It's, it's, you know, I think there's a lot of that too, is we all want validation as humans. And if I'm, you know, whenever, whenever I'm talking to somebody, I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I'm fine not being the smartest guy and it's cool with me. It's, it, it, I'm fine reaching out to somebody hat in hand and, and just being, uh, just being myself and, and, and from, from that, that learning position and, and realizing that, wow, you know, I'm taking something away here and I definitely want to give something back. So it's, it, you know, I, I think it's about motivation, uh, what your motivations are and um, your, your, your ability to, to be, uh, your ability to, to be wrong and, and to not be, uh, have to prove yourself all the time, right? Um, I think that was, uh, you know, realistically, it's, it, it's, I, I think that's the hardest part of asking for help, isn't it? It's being vulnerable and saying that I don't, I don't necessarily know how to do this. And, and I think that a lot of people try to try to stay away from that feeling and, rather than just being, you know, honest, open, transparent and, and, and developing those friendships and network, you know, it's not just friendships. It's, there's all, all kinds of, of relationships that happen when you do that it's like personal or professional, like just being able to do that in life. will, I, I think helps people, um, uh, succeed. I, I love that you started talking about vulnerability of being like, Hey, I don't know how to do this or I need help or sure. whatever it is that you're reaching out for. I love that. And I think that is really powerful. I also think it takes a lot of self-awareness to understand like, what you actually need help in because if you don't realize like who you are what you're good at what you're not good at then it's hard to really ask for help because you you may not even be sure like what you need help in and what you need to ask for right so how did you really get clear on like what your strengths were what your weakness or what your strengths are what your weaknesses are and like like who you are really fundamentally at your core 
Well, no, it's, it, it, it's, you know, it, in relation to that course, for example, it was looking for, uh, you know, what, what uh, we had to really just dial into, to, to what made it work. Right. And it's, you know, understanding, understanding uh, when I'm talking to somebody about it, the value that it provides or, or, or whatever. And it's, you know, for us, it wasn't like, I, we're not, we're not great at running a business. That, that's, that's not it. We, at the time, you know, we, we, we understood that we had developed an incredible sourcing model and an incredible way to, uh, to, to approach brands. Like that, that was the difference in our model and everybody else's model at the time is, is, you know, what we were trying to teach people is to, to approach people from a point of, of, of value from a point of helping. So it's like, you know, as far as, I don't know how, you know, I, I don't know if there was like a, a light bulb moment where it's, you know, you, you have that kind of self-awareness um, and maybe that's like, maybe, you know, maybe that's less, less common in, in some people, but for us, it's, it, it's, I just, I've, I don't know. I've just never had a problem admitting what I'm not good at. I, I've never had a problem looking at it. You know, I can look at a situation. I can be like, Oh, I'm great at this. I'm great at this. I'm terrible at this and be ultimately fine with that. And um, you know, like even, you know, it's, it's, it, when you get into it, it's like, it's even more important when you start scaling your business, right? It, it's like, you know, just it, launching it that has that component, but every part of your life will have that aspect. And it's uh, for us, for example, it's, you know, I'm, I, I'm not good at accounting. So that was one of the things that we had to outsource if we want to grow our business, like we had to outsource it. The same thing, it's, you know, um, you know whenever we hired those at first employees, my goal was, was to literally make them just better than us at, at every aspect that, that they were working on. So it's like you pour all your energy into them, you continually challenge them. Um, and, and things like that. And it's, it's because you realize that that's a necessity for scaling, right? Is being able to, it's not even just about what you're bad at or, or what you're bad at. It's about being able to, uh, to empower other people to, to give yourself that boost, right? It's, it, it's not just strictly, you know, there are things that I hire people for that I'm actually good at. It's, it's, but it's realizing that I can be better with, with, with them or be better with, uh, with, with the new situation. As you've, as you've now brought on more employees and gotten more clear about, okay, y'all are doing this, you're doing that, you're doing this, I'm doing this. What do you find are like those, what do you find are those things that only you can do? It's that, kind of, that's a great question. It's kind of, it's, it's actually pretty interesting too, because, you know, our perspective is uh, that, you know, I want to fire myself in every single role in my business and it's not close. Like, you know, that was the difference in, in Dan in 2012 and 2013, when he was running around making a, you know, making great money, but, but, but relatively hating his life. Like, you know, I didn't have the freedom. I didn't have the time to spend with my family, all those things. And it's, you just have to, to, to learn to let go. Right. So it's, um, uh, you know, it, it, I don't know, it's tough. It, it, it's, it, it's, it's just a tough situation to, to be able to, uh, to realize that, you know, you, you're, you're not as important. You, you need to make yourself less important, right? And it's, you know, that's, a, that's the one thing is how do you get people to invest in your business? It's by truly empowering them, right? So at this point in our business, you know, uh, I mean, on the Amazon side of our business, I, I work about an hour a week in that business, if that. And it's more of, we have a meeting, we have a weekly meeting and, and we, you know, I go over what the employees talk about. I help them formulate game plans. If they need help, like I'll coach beyond that. But, but 
you know, at this point, our employees are so empowered and we have, uh, you know, we have, we have great processes, great systems in place that uh, it, it's more just about letting them do it. So as far as I'm concerned, like, you know, I, I don't feel like there's a, you know, beyond being a coach and, and, and motivator in my business, like that's my role. Uh, I, I don't have a physical role in the business of, I, you know, if I don't do these things, it will fail because we, we've literally outsourced all components or automated all components of it. That's amazing. I love yeah. that. <laughs> and, you know, with, that was so important to me with, with the show of, uh, like, I realized I, the, the thing that I need to be doing is what we're doing right now, which is like be on the show talking to incredible people like yourself and like actually create the content. Like that's, that's what I want to do. And that's what I need to do. Right. But all the other stuff you could, you could train other people to do that. I mean, you could very systematically create a process that other people could follow and do that part for you so that you don't have to do it. And like, I've gotten to that point now in, in, in the show and by the way, you know, shout out to the team, you know, who's watching and listening. I love y'all so much and thank you for everything you do. But like, it is amazing and it is so empowering. And just just the clarity that I've gotten from from being able to do that is just, it's insane. It's amazing. It's amazing. For sure. You actually touched on something really important and I think it's overlooked a lot, right? And it's, you know, we want to talk about training and empowering and stuff like that. But if you don't have systems, and I've, I've, I've suffered this folly. Um, if you don't have systems, as soon as, as soon as that person leaves, you start from square one. And that, that happened, you know, with our original employees is eventually, you know, uh, one of the kids was in college and he went on to, you know, he went on to go do whatever his career. And, um, but uh, like we'd spent all this energy and training and teaching and make, he was truly amazing at what he did. And, um, but whenever, whenever he left, we had to literally start from day one again. And it's like, as you start to pull back and remove yourself from the business, it gets so much harder to train people. Like, you know, training him whenever I was involved every single day was super easy. Right. Cause I knew everything I, I knew, you know, go do this, go do this, go do this. These are, these are the important critical factors in the business. Um, but as you as you start to scale back, you're you start looking at different stuff. And at this point, we weren't you know we were still working quite a bit in the business. But I was I wasn't working on the same stuff necessarily that he was on. So it, you know that it, it actually uh, that was awful. Like it, it definitely hurt our business quite a bit when, when that happened. And uh, to to prevent that, what we focused on because you know you just learn from mistakes. And, and you know we didn't start out business business guys like we didn't start out uh, you know trained like that's the thing. It, you know, you learn as you go and you just take action and, and you adapt as the best you can. So whenever that happened to us, it was like, whoa, this really sucks. Like, you know, what am I going to do now? Um, and, and how do I prevent it in the future? And we, we started doing a lot of research and it was, it was really, you know, develop processes, develop. And it's not just a training strategy, right? Like processes are great for a lot of reasons. Like if employees can go back to them and reference them, uh, uh, you know, just to make sure that they're doing things right. And, and ultimately what we saw, like we, we did that, it took months. It took literal months to create processes for everything in our business. Um, and, you know, we, we, we made videos of doing individual tasks and like subsets of, of processes. Like, you know, it's pretty cool. But um, it, ultimately what it did is it made the, uh, it, it, you know, it made it far easier to start training employees, but 
it also made our finished product quite a bit better. Like, you know, whenever you have a true process and it's not just, you know, do this and, and, and this, you know, it, it, word of mouth processes and written defined processes that you train somebody on are two very different things. And whenever people are following those written processes or those, you know, they, because ideally that's the best way to do something, right? Like whenever you write a process, ultimately that's where you land is the best way to do it. And if that is the best way to do it, it'll bring so much more consistency and a better, pro, a better quality to your product, your final product that it, it changes there too. It's not just about the training anymore. One of the things that I've also found too is that because I, I kind of went down the same road of, okay, this person just left and now it's like, okay, wait, now I have to do these things again. There's no, like, there's a void here. And then you bring somebody else in and they don't know what to do yet. And you're like, oh no, I still have to do it. And I have to teach them how to do it. And there's a, so I, I literally know exactly what you're talking about when you say it takes months to write this stuff out because I went through every single piece of the, of the process. And like, I took screenshots, I did videos. I built this master, like a manual. And when I was done and the whole reason I'm talking about this is because the coolest part was once you then hand that manual to somebody else and they start doing it, they actually start to point out ambiguities they start to point out flaws or gaps or things that need to be improved or that could be improved. So just by having a process, you have like this, like this thing, this, this, this system that is like a self-correcting and self-improving mechanism within your business, which is totally epic. And I never even thought that that was going to be a thing. Did you find it was similar for you? Oh, hundred percent. And it's, you know, that's the thing is you create the best process you have at the time, right? But over time, it's, it, it's, but that there's things that change. There's, there's different things that the people doing everyday learn. And that's part of empowering, right? It's like it, with our employees, we really do try to empower them to be able to do, you know, we, we give them a, an extreme level of ownership within their jobs. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Like you definitely see that along the way is, and it's, you know, even today, like literally even now, um, that those processes get reviewed, they get reviewed weekly and updated all the time, just as they're doing new things and learn about a new strategy or uh, a, a way to make it a way to make it more defined. Like it, it does. You're exactly right. It, it rather than just being, you know, something that's passed along uh, word of mouth, it becomes the literal baseline for your for your employees. And, and you know, as you know, baselines, they only go up. Like if you, if you set a solid baseline, it only gets better as people learn how to do it better. So I'm, I'm curious because I'm interested, you know, with the size of your organization and, and the various different things that you're doing, that weekly review and update process, like how, how do the iterations get reviewed and, and accepted? Like do, the, do, do your employees like submit files or make comments on something of like, hey, this needs to be improved here. And then somebody comes and checks it. Like, how does that actually work logistically? No, it's like a lot of our, a lot of our, you know, whenever we assign tasks, like our, our, our VA team, our virtual assistants, follow those tasks. And uh, our, our team's constantly looking for efficiency. So like we, you know, we monitor tasks through, through softwares like Hubstaff and, and things like that. And um, as they see efficiency, efficient uh, levels of efficiency changes, they, they just incorporate them in. It's not like a formal review process. It's just like, we don't let a, you know, people don't just do things in our business. They, they tend to follow the process. And over time, 
like they say, you're, you're able to adapt those processes to be better and more efficient. That's interesting. Cause that, that made me think of like, it, it, it would be really cool to almost automate that iteration process where you could, you know, maybe, maybe I'll have already done it, but I'm just thinking like, it would be really cool to have the people who are doing it, like maybe submit a log or submit, uh, submit something like document it somehow. And then there's like somebody who comes back and reviews it and checks it and then adds it to the manual. And then it can grow over time. And that would make it an autonomous self-correcting and and self-improving. I mean, relatively speaking, it does do that. Like it's not, you know, you know, there isn't a formal process for it, but that's part of just empowering your employees. Like we try to go way above and beyond uh, with our employees. And, and it's because, you know, I don't want them just to come here for a paycheck. Like I want them to love what they do. I want them to, you know, and, and it's funny because I was talking to somebody earlier about this concept. It's like, you know, when you pour all this uh, energy and, and into employees, what happens if they leave? And it's like, you know, what if they want to go do it on their own? It's like, well, great. Like if I've given them, if I've given them that much knowledge and, and that's what they're passionate about, like I'm perfectly okay with that. I have my processes in place to do it again and, and to get somebody up to speed. And if I've given them that level of satisfaction, like that's that I want it for them. But for those that don't have that entrepreneurial book, like, you know, it's a lot easier to be an employee than an employer. Yes. And, you know, some people just don't want it. It's not that they're not smart enough. It's not that, you know, they couldn't do it. It's just, they don't want, like, I, you know, I, I can think of uh, several people within my own business that are, you know, they're smart, way smarter than me, but they, you know, he, like I'm thinking of one guy in particular, and it's just, he, that's not what he's looking for in his life. Like he loves, uh, he, and he's passionate about making improvements in his department and he loves, you know, the bonuses and, you know, all the accolades that we, we give him and just you know, cheer him on. Like, but it's, you know, he has, he has no aspirations to be a business owner. He just doesn't want to do it because it is, it's, you know, there's a, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot more, there's a lot more obligation as a business owner, right? It's like, I'm not, you know, whenever it's just me, I have, you know, if I fail, you know, that sucks and it sucks for me, but, you know, relatively speaking, it's me and my family are the only ones affected. But now as a business owner, like if I fail, you know, I affect the lives of all my employees, their families, like. I guess, it, you know, there's a lot more there and it, it requires you to be a lot more, a lot more diligent, uh, you know, than, than I think some people want to be. So, yeah, it's, you know, that's kind of our philosophy is, is we really do just focus on the empowerment side. And I think you get the best result. Like, you know, you're talking about the autonomous correction and it's, uh, you know, why, why do they do it? And it's because they just want to be better at their jobs because they know that being better at their jobs helps us. They know that being better at their jobs helps them because, you know, we don't overlook it. That's the one thing I'm great at in my business is I'm, I'm great at giving credit. And I'm great at, uh, I'm, I'm great at being a cheerleader. That's amazing. And I love what you said about some people who, you know, they, they've been with you so long, they learn it, they're passionate about it. And they do go off and do their own thing. And that's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> like I I've, I've literally had very intense conversations with everybody on my team of like, what do you want to do with your life? Where do you want to go? Like, what are, what are your aspirations and how can I help you get there? Because like, I want to make sure that, that the people who are helping me get to where I want to go, that I can help them get to where they want to go. And, you know, it, it would be great if that's sticking with me for the long run. And, 
Sure. You know, it, it's also great if that means helping me out for a little while and, and going to do their own thing. And I can, I can maybe help them in some way, but yeah, I, I love that, that that's your philosophy. And I think that's really powerful and it probably leads to an amazing culture within your that's, organization. That's, that's actually, you know, the employees, that's the, that's the thing that they buy into, right. Is, is our culture. Like if you ask any one of our employees, um, just, just how it is to work here, they tell you it's, they've never seen a, a they've never seen uh, a place like this like you know it's and it's just because they're valued at all times they are you know and whenever they mess up like that's another thing that's another part of empowering people right it's like you cannot just you can't kill you you know you can't go crazy when somebody when somebody makes a mistake like i want my employees to make mistakes because it shows me they're taking action and i can work with action i can't work with somebody who's not taking action so, so from that perspective, like you have to empower the good and the bad and, and be willing to accept it and learn from it every time. Like I, I can tell you countless stories of, of mistakes that our teams made, you know, uh, that's cost us thousands of dollars. And it's, we've never, we've never just uh, gotten upset and gotten, gotten fired up over that. It's like, I'm significantly more likely to get fired up over somebody not working and not taking chances and not trying. That's amazing. Then, <clears throat> You know, as you've been through this journey over the last probably Gosh, almost a decade now, yeah, yeah it's crazy. Amazing. As as you've been on this journey, what are some of the most powerful things that you've learned about yourself? Um, that it no, I mean it's you know it's always been an evolving process, right? It's like just that it, it's a that, that level of self-awareness and the, you know, originally I, you know, when I first started my business, it was very, very hard for us to give up control to employees. Like we, you know, I, that wasn't my philosophy in the beginning was empowering people. My philosophy in the beginning was I need to work harder. And, uh, you know, but, but, you know, as, as you do that, like you realize there's just a limit, right? There's a limitation. It's how, how long I can go, like how much I can accomplish. And, and you know, the biggest revelation for us is, has literally been, uh, the, the value of other people and the value, the value that relationships can bring and the value that uh, you can build within your own organization just by, uh, just by empowering. And, and, you know, like I said, it's not just the good, it's, it's the bad too. You accept the bad and you don't. And, and you know, it's always funny when somebody makes a, you know, a, a mistake and they're just like, Oh, and that's like the first time they bring it up to us. And it's like, cool, man. Like, it's all right. Like, let's, let's talk about how it happened. Let's, let's look at, you know, let's look at our processes and see where, where they broke down and let's go from there, man. But you're all right. Like, just, just go, go chill out. And we, we can have this discussion when you're listening to this or whatever, it, it, you know, it's, it's just about accepting that, that, you know, people can mess up and, and it still is the, it, it was, it was done with, done with the right intention. So, you know, I, th- I think a lot of my growth per- has been with, with people personally um, and, and just learning to, uh, learning to be more adaptive to, to different personalities and, and things like that too. It's amazing to me how almost all of the extraordinarily successful people that I've talked to, including yourself, see like, like the, the thing that has been like the biggest, the biggest learning thing typically is not ever a hard skill. It's almost always a soft skill. It's like more self-awareness, um, realizing you need to take better care of yourself, realizing you need to work better with people, being or you know, like you were saying, being more adaptive and, and 
know, working a little bit better with people. That to me is so amazing that it's the soft skills. It's not, can I be the best freaking coder in the world? Although that's important. It's the soft skills that are the most important. It's, it's crazy because it's like, I, I agree with you, but it's, if you realize, you know, when you think about it, it's, it's, you know, what, what really empowers you to, to be able to grow in your business. It's, it's the things that come from the heart, right? It's like, you can always learn if you're dedicated, you can learn. And it's not about these learned skills. And it's about um, just learning, you know, just learning how to be compassionate, just learning how to, um, uh, you know, accept, accept mistakes, learning how, learning how to, uh, to let yourself be, you know, you know, why do a lot of people never really get started or, or have a lot of trouble in the beginning? It's because they're so afraid of making a mistake. Like empowering yourself to make a mistake is a big deal too, because you know, that's that for us, that was, we got into that comfortable rut and, and that's what took so long to get out of it. And it, you know, it's, it took us, we knew, we knew within that first two years that we, you know, we needed to transition away from retail arbitrage and it took us another of almost full two years to do it. And it's because it, we knew everything we needed to know about retail arbitrage. We could always make money with it. And it's like, why jeopardize that on something we don't know? Um, and, and it's just get you know, I, I think a lot of that is just giving yourself the runway to, to be like, man, I'm not perfect. Like I, I can make a mistake and it's okay. And as long as, you know, as long as I'm uh, doing it for, you know, as long as I'm doing it with the right reasons and I, and I'm uh, take, you know, taking some level of precaution, that's as you know that's as good as it gets like i want you know it's crazy now because i want people to make mistakes because it really shows me that they're 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 kind of pushing the boundaries of where they're at as opposed to, to just being terrified to make them i i love what you said about that and i also think it's important to realize like and and the only reason i'm saying this is that i it was important for me to realize it sure that like you're working so hard and you're putting in the, you're putting in the hours you're you're doing the best that you can and at the end of the day like that's all you can do and and that's you're, it. like and and you're okay like like at some point it was pretty recently like a couple months ago i mean i'd really been burning the candle at both ends and i decided like i i needed to just take a walk and so i was just walking around in my neighborhood and and i just remember i was listening to this audiobook by les brown and I just, he, I just remember he said something and I had to pause it. And I had to just literally say out loud to myself, like, Ben, like, it's all right. Like <laughs> you're, you're doing good, man. Like you're all right. Cause you know, I was getting fired up about something, you know, I'm a very sure. passionate person. I was like, it's, it's all good. And like, I think that's really important too, because I feel like we can be very, very critical of ourselves. For sure. And if you, if you do that, like you're never, you know, if you, if you're constantly uh, critical of yourself to the point that, you know, it holds you back, like it's not being, you know, that's not being critical. That's just, that's, that's, that's a problem. Like it's okay to hold yourself to a high standard, but you want to hold yourself to a standard you can control. And, and you know, what I, what can I can control? What can I control? I can control my effort. I can control the, the time I'm dedicated to something, but I can't control the outcome. Like, you know, it's it's funny because like all of us in the office are, are gamers to some degree. Like we, you know, we all play uh, poker and, and other games like that. It's it's just you know you get that mindset of uh, you can play a hand perfectly and, and still lose. 
and it's, I can't, I can't control the outcome necessarily, but I can control, you know, I can only worry about the things I can control. And that's, that's the standard I want to hold myself to, right. Is, is I want to work hard. I want to give it my best effort and I want to, um, uh, just, just, just be there. Right. I want to be in the moment and, and, and just give myself the opportunity to succeed and be willing to learn from, from any mistakes that happen along the way. And that's all you can do. And you're exactly right. It's like, you, you know, you throw your hands up and it's like, man, you, it's okay. It's like, I'm, you know, I'm giving it the, I'm giving it all I have to just be able to, uh, it's not to succeed. It's, it's, it's to be able to learn from the experience. Right. I love that. There's this book. I'm sure you've, you've, uh, heard a bit, heard of it. Um, it's called man's search for meaning by Victory Frankel. And that is one of the most powerful books I've, I've ever read. And I'm Jewish and it talks about his experiences in, in the concentration camps during the Holocaust. And so it really, it, it, it really spoke to me on, on many different levels. Sure. Um, but one of the things that he said was th- one of the realizations that he had while he was there was that there are, there are almost, there are very few things that you actually can control. Like at the end of the day, in the worst possible situation, the most inhumane, the most cruel awful awful situations um you know sometimes you can't even control your actions sometimes you, you can't control you definitely can't control you know what life is doing to you at that point and I, by the way normally i believe that life is happening for me not not to me um it, it, but but just in the book he was saying the one thing you can control is what you think about it uh, and, and, and like your, your reaction to what is happening. And I thought, I just thought that was profound. I thought that sure. was profound. No, I mean, you said, you said something pretty, pretty, pretty amazing right there too. And it's, you know, life is happening for me, not to me. And, and that's, that's a, you know, that's, that's, that's a big mindset shift that I, I definitely went on that journey over the past few years. And, and it's, you know, you want to, uh, it's hard to embrace sometimes the, the negative stuff, right? It's like, no, that, you know, that's, there's actions that brought us, there's actions that brought us here and there's, there's things to learn from this, but it's just about um, being able, be, being able to do that, right? It's, it's about being able to understand that it's, it's not happening to you, that there's, you know, it's happening for you. It's happening. It, it causes, you know, there's an, there's another door opening there. There's, you know, a set of actions that brought us here that, that we can learn from or, or something that's, it's never just by, I don't think things just happen by chance. Like I don't very, very, you know, it's very rare that they do. Um, that, that most often it's a, you know, what we get is part of what, part of the, you know, the theoretical uh, seed that we've sown, so to speak. Absolutely. Absolutely. So at this point in your journey, in your life, I mean, you've accomplished so much. You've helped so many people. You've created so much wealth. Um, it's really incredible. What's next for you? I mean, what what is there, in, in your opinion, like what is the next step for you? And, and I'm really interested to understand both like a what's next, but also like a, uh, from the perspective of who, who are you working to become at this point? No, it's a, you know, ultimately what's next for us is, is we just want to keep empowering entrepreneurs. And it, for, for me, that's a lot of that is uh, not just 
you know, it, it, a lot of that's for my kids too. They get, you know, my kids have got to see a massive shift. You know, McKenna wasn't, it, it's funny. McKenna wasn't born when I had a job and Marissa uh, was one year. The last time she's never actually known me to have a, a traditional job. And it's, it's awesome because like, you know, as she grows and as she, as she learns, cause she's eight now and she, she's, I explained to her and it's like, she's like, what do you do dad? And I was like, I just, I just mostly just try to help people create businesses. I mostly try to help people uh, just live a better life. And, and that's it for me. It's like, I, I just, you know, I, I'm super, super passionate about helping people live a better life. And it's, I know what it's like on the other side. I know what it's like um, to, to feel underappreciated, to feel like, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're working and it's, you know, you're working for somebody else. And it's, you know, I'm not saying that like a negative thing. I'm saying it that, you know, it, it, it's not appreciated. It's not um, valued the way it should be. And I, you know, I think that's, you know, the for the vast majority of people, like it, you don't have to, most people don't need a ton of money to, to be happy. They just need that freedom, right? They need to feel appreciated. And I, I love empowering people to do that through, through whatever means. I don't care if it's through my course. I don't care if it's, you know, hopefully somebody hears this and, 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 you know, just gives themselves the freedom to fail and goes and tries something. Like, I don't, you know, I don't care. I don't care how they do it so much as I care that, that people try to be happy. I love seeing happy people. I love seeing success stories. That's amazing. One of the, one of the things I think about a lot is somebody like Bill Gates or, you know, Elon Musk, or, you know, just a total, total badass and, and rock star financially they're constantly learning and they're constantly trying to improve themselves and, and to grow themselves. So I'm curious about like, how do you structure or plan or, or go about growing? Like, do you have a, do you have a systematic approach to it? Do you like, you know, some people I talk to, they have like a, a 12 month book reading schedule that they, they know what they're going to do. Like, how do you go about that? No, it's just, you know, we, we plan internally and, and it's just about the, you know, a lot of it has been about over the past couple of years, it's kind of shifted. It's went from, you know, this is a plan to, to grow our business and make money in this to, you know, now it is, this is the plan to have the biggest effect and make us happy. And, and you know, that's, a, that's kind of what I've learned along the way is like being happy, just being happy equates to, uh, equates to, to success. Right. And it's like, whatever, however you want to define success, I've made more money doing less work and being more happy. Uh, than, than I ever did just trying to work and work and work doing something I didn't like. And, you know, it, I feel like putting people in those same positions and it's, you know, how do you develop those crazy, awesome relationships, right? And it's just by you know, helping somebody. And, it, you know, I've, I've had so many business opportunities that have opened up just because, of, you know, because of our course, like we, I, we work with students all the time on, on, on tons of different projects because, you know, they've, they've taken that initiative. They've, they've, uh, they've had, they've realized that change in their life and, and it's given us the opportunity to, to, to really create those relationships. So, but for us, it's, you know, that, that's it is we've really just dialed into what makes us happy. And I couldn't tell you, um, you know, necessarily what, you know, what our, what our next big property is or what our next big, um, uh, you know, material or, or what have you, uh, but I can tell you it, it, it will be 100% geared towards helping people. And that's because that's the part we're passionate about. Well, I love that formula of more happiness, less work, 
more money. That's like, <laughs> that's definitely a good way to go about it. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the right, that's the right thing to try. Right. Is be happy and make more money. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, well, Dan, I want to thank you so much for, uh, for coming on the show today. Um, I've, I've truly enjoyed the conversation. Hopefully, hopefully you have as well. Absolutely. Um, I had, I do have one more question for you. Don't go ahead and wrap it up. Um, you know, and, and this is a personal question that I like to, honestly, I really like to ask everybody because I think it's important, at, at least from my perspective. Sure. I'm 24 years old and I really want to know what question I should be asking you, like specifically you, that I just wouldn't think to ask. That's a great question. It's like, it's, Hmm. I, I don't have a great answer for this because I'll be honest with you, 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 get, you dug, you dug a lot. And most people ask, ask a lot more like, you know, just the, the straight business oriented questions and you went a lot deeper. Like you actually asked a lot of the questions that I would have, I'll be perfectly honest. Um, I, I mean, I don't have a great answer. Like you, you really did. You, you dug in there, brother. And, and I think you got about the best, uh, you, 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 this has been definitely one of the better interviews I've ever done with anybody. Well, thank you very much. I, um, I really do appreciate that. Um, uh, maybe, maybe I could try rephrasing the question a little bit. Possibly. Yeah. Um, if you could go back and give advice to yourself at 24 years old, what would you say? Oh, that, I love this question now. Um, it is no, it really would be just to embrace partnerships. Like, and that was, you know, that was, uh, I told you earlier, that was the, um, the one thing we avoided early and it, it made my life a lot harder than it had to be. Like we, you know, we made fine money, but, uh, we worked ourselves to death and, and, and it was literally years of not growing. Right. It was literally years of just getting by. And as soon as we started investing in people and then partnerships and relationships and, and things like that, that's when our whole world changed. It wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't more work that we did or anything like that. It was learning, literally learning new perspectives. And if anything, you know, if that's the one thing I could pass on to somebody else, it would be focus on relationships and partnerships. They are so much bigger than you could possibly imagine. Well, Dan, thank you again so, so much for coming on the show today. Um, you know, I, I'm extremely grateful to be able to have shared this time with you. Um, you know, your, your time is very valuable. So thank you very much for sharing that with me. Awesome, man. I, I love, I love coming on here and I love the, uh, I, I love the, a lot of the questions you asked. I think you, you deliver a lot of value to your audience. Thank you, sir. And, um, to those wonderful people, um, who are watching and listening, I want to say thank you very much. Um, y'all's time is, is very valuable as well. And so I'm, I'm very grateful that y'all choose to share it with us today. I love y'all very much and I will see you on the next episode. Take care now.